let's talk about it. Welcome back to a special episode of Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, feedism, and everything in their orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. Today we're welcoming to the show for the first time, we're welcoming Jeremiah and his partner Patrick. Hello, how are you boys today? Greetings, thank you for having me. Hi! Good to have <laughs> you both. Thank you for being here. And may I just say, happy Valentine's Day to the lovely couple. Thank you, and to you. Oh, thank you so much. My non-gainer partner is somewhere off in the corner, probably just going because he does not care about such <laughs> such trivialities, unfortunately. But this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about the loveliness that is Valentine's Day and your your gorgeous selves. Now, to be clear, because you guys are an adorable couple, how long have you been together overall? We met at the end of 2012, and uh, mid to late 2013, we formally started dating. And we got married in 2016. Oh, oh wow. So you guys have been at it for a minute then. Yep. Oh. Did you guys get married uh, June of 2016, or did you wait until after? It was December of oh, 2016. December. Yep. I see. Christmas gays. Oh. Like that's even even more like insipidly romantic. Oh my god! <laughs> right up, right up your alley, James. Right okay. up your alley. The reason behind the date is not romantic at all. <laughs> oh, go on, go on, do tell. But we can get there whenever you get to the first question. <laughs> As I say, this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about, because it's Valentine's Day, we're talking to a lovely couple about romance and the fat boy things and, you know, We've had a couple of episodes where we've interviewed couples and talked about, you know, different gainer dynamics and how things shake down. But I think today is going to be a good day to really focus on the love element of things because it it's a given, right, within this community that there is gainer things, there are sexy things, there is all of that. This is what the podcast is dedicated to. But I really don't feel that we get much opportunity to really celebrate the love and lean into the romantic and intimate and kind of cute little fluffy details. So listen, I think that's that's where we want to aim ourselves for today. So we know that you met 2012, you started dating 2013. How did you meet? Tell us about the meet cute. You know, I, I think I really enjoy telling the story. We actually met at a Grom off, um, and there were a bunch of lovely gentlemen there. During the Grom off, we had gone to multiple places, including one of the city's large parks. And while at the park, um, we were walking through an open field, and I fell into a hole, I guess like my ankle fell into it it was covered with grass you couldn't see it from a distance but when my foot hit it it went down into the hole i twisted my ankle and i continued walking for a little while but after a short while it swelled up we get back to the host wait, house wait wait a minute you're skipping the best part <laughs> how come he hit the hole so we were all acting a fool and he decided to do one of those little hop skips you know where you jump in the air and you clap your feet together uh -huh. and when he did that he landed and hit a hole Oh no! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel like I had to tell every single detail. But that's of the, the day, funny but, part. It's cute. But anyway, we we get back to the host house, and my ankle has swollen huge, and it's clear I will not be able to walk around. And so I kind of laid down with my back on the floor and my foot propped up on a table in the corner, and most of the other guests there just kind of ignored me. And Patrick sat down next to me and he's like, can I bring you food? Can I get you some drink? Do you want some ice for your ankle? And he waited on me hand and foot. He was such a nice person. Um, and so that was the, the very first day I met him. But he also had told me uh, that he was planning to move off to Texas. And, and then later his family was moving to Mexico. And I was like, okay, don't get attached to this kid because I have no interest in going to either of those places. Um, and and so that was the initial like how how i met him but we began dating shortly thereafter 
when uh, my grandfather died, I was very close to him. And the, the night I got the phone call, I, I really didn't want to be by myself. I, I was really upset. And I called several friends. Nobody was available. Patrick had given me his number, but he lived two hours away. And it was already nine o'clock in the evening. And I, I finally said, you know what? Let me call him anyway. And I said, you know, can you come over, please? I just don't want to be alone. Uh, I don't care if you just want to talk. We can watch TV. We can fall asleep on the couch. I don't care. I just don't want to be alone. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. And he was he was such a nice person. He's like, tell me your favorite stories about your grandfather and this sorts of stuff. Um, and so shortly thereafter, he told me, you know, the trip to Texas actually got canceled. We're not moving. And so we started going on a few dates and I realized what a wonderful person he is all the time. He wasn't just acting that very first day that I met him. This is him all the time. And he is an absolutely wonderful person. And over the years, uh, I'm, I'm even more glad to have met him and to have married him. See, first of all, can I just say, uh, there can be miracles at the local form <laughs> of, uh, though hope is rare, you can meet a nice guy. Um, hopefully that's not to uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> but seriously, like, how fucking lovely. Like, you can actually meet a bitch at a Gromov. And in 2012. Yeah. I, I will say that my very first Gromov, I remember it very, very clearly. I was the only skinny guy. I had been at a Civil War reenactment taking photographs for like six hours. I had driven like two, out, two, or, two or three hours to the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, to take pictures. I had been out all day. I think I was on a bag of chips and a cup of soda for that entire day. And it was like eight o'clock. I don't know. It was like six or seven o'clock at night. And we went to a buffet and I walk into a big clump of fat guys. And I'm like, okay, obviously this is the group. And so I walk up to somebody, you know, and I'm like, okay, hi. And we ended up, I ended up, me and one other guy ended up out eating everybody there. But after that, I felt pretty comfortable at going going to Gromoff. So we tried to go to, I tried to go to every single one of them. I was really afraid you were gonna say you walked up to a group of fat guys and started talking and found out that they were not part of the Gromoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, honestly, like this is this is such a communal experience. People the first time they go to Gromoff, they think, how will I know if it's the right people? And then you just sort of hear the heavy breathing, just that sort of like generic <laughs> sigh of like you know you, sort you, of you see you see the sweat start to drip down those hot dog rolls that they got going on in the back of their the, neck you, and you're like yeah this is the one you could be a blind bitch you walk into the back of the bar you stick your finger up and you're like the humidity level has changed i am surrounded by fat man because the the moisture level has shifted in the space well i will say that it, that the restaurant itself was a was a very country buffet <laughs> so i'm pretty sure there was probably already a fair share of local fat guys there but really you would just you would just sort of uh <laughs> shoot the dice you didn't quite know who you were talking to you were like well this is Oh my goodness. I, honestly, every time I hear stories like this, it reminds me of when we were on the cruise and that one woman comes up to the to the uh, to the, the bar. She's like, You guys are having so much fun. You 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 must be a um a, a football team. You you're football buddies. I mean, to be fair, we couldn't keep our hands off of each other. Like everybody was all up on everybody. So I mean we looked like we could have exploded into an orgy at any moment. That's <laughs> very true we were very physical with one another i keep telling you to go on one of those <laughs> <laughs> i mean i regretted nothing honestly it was it was fabulous um but back on y'all uh look I, I i think that's such a lovely a lovely sentiment to one to have to have just taken a chance to say like, i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you with this emotional moment but also to to receive someone who's willing to give their time you know, drive two hours ask to share stories about someone who's very intimate with you very close to you i think that's very very beautiful and in many ways like it cuts people one way or the other you find out very quickly what someone's made of with such a an intimate setting when my partner and i first got together we were only dating a month when his dad passed away so i met his mom his best friend and all of his local family members by saying hi nice to meet you so sorry for your loss like what a day to have to show people that i'm fun at the wake you know it's it's a challenge it's a challenge but 
I also think drugs like that can bond people, you know? I was just going to say that if it makes you feel any better, the first time that Matt met my family, it was at a wedding. So it's not like the same thing, obviously. It's more about celebration than being somber. But yeah, I, you know, he had to meet the whole family during like a family event. Such circumstances. Very, very challenging to, uh, to, to, to kind of get up to really and i can only applaud you patrick for for being there and for for meeting jeremiah where he needed you to be and i think that's again a beautiful bonding moment to to share in the love of someone we lose you know so i think that's really quite beautiful and so y'all oh i mean and, and if i can bring the gaining into it for just a second jeremiah because you are very fat these days uh were you so fat back then no, right now I'm about 345, but at that time, um, when I met Patrick, I want to say I was about, what, 225 or 230 maybe? Yeah, probably 230. Somewhere in that range. Okay, so, you know, not a small boy. Not a small boy, but certainly, you know, not not as big and gorgeous as you are now. Um, so, obviously, you, you've gained some weight over the years, which is lovely to see. I, if I can probe here a little bit, do you, do you feel that that weight gain is a little bit of a metaphor for the love and re- quality of relationship you two have had? What a question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if it were, I would certainly weigh way more. <laughs> Patrick is wonderful. He really is. Patrick wishes to respond on his own. Go ahead. (laughs) The amount of times that he's had to lose weight for health, I'm pretty sure that if if health had not gotten in the way and our relationship had been constantly gaining, (laughs) pun intended, um, he would probably be way over 400 by now. Yeah. I mean, that's also a good point to to focus on here for a sec. Uh, You know, life happens and sometimes in gaining we and sometimes what am i talking about never never in gaining do we talk about the realities of life that get in the way we talk about the fantasy of i've decided to be a gainer so somehow i magically don't work don't spend any money and i can just afford to live at home and eat full time and get to be a thousand pounds nobody talks about the realities of i am a growing human being but also I work a full-time job. I am a parent. I have responsibilities in life and to other people. I cannot devote all of this time and energy. And even if you can, sometimes we have health things that crop up and I need to prioritize other narratives right now, not just stuffing, stuffing food into my face 24 seven. So I think that's a really, really important point to to take a second around and jeremiah if i can maybe ask you how you're feeling like with that narrative of health like is that something you've had to do a lot of kind of mental processing of when it comes to balancing those gaining desires how has that been for you i've certainly had my ups and downs um <clears throat> we we had a couple of health issues over the years i i guess we we found out that i was allergic to a particular medication and so one of the side effects was that it was frequently causing pancreatitis. I got hospitalized so many times, spent a large fortune um, just to find out that it was a medication causing it. But, um, you know, pancreatitis causes you to lose a lot of weight. And even after it's technically over, you still can't eat regular food for fully a month. Um, and later I was diagnosed uh, as having diabetes and Patrick was very supportive. Um, I lost a lot of weight and then learned how to adjust the things that I eat in the diet so that I can still be happy with gaining, but still be healthy and keep my glucose levels in check. Um, so it's, we've, we've definitely had our share of trying times, but I'm, I'm glad to be where I'm at. I will say that our one of the phrases that I that I always say about a relationship with people ask is together we've moved mountains because from day one, even before his grandfather, after his grandfather died, he took me to my very first cancer appointment. Like we have. That was actually the very first day that I met your parents. Yeah, that was the same day he met my parents for the first time. So it's one of those things where we have literally had probably more health issues 
combined than most people have in their entire lives in our first five or six years of our relationship. If if I may share just one more thing, the very first day that I met Patrick at that Gromoff, um, I noticed he had a mole on his neck and I told him, I said, um, Patrick, that's cancerous. You need to go to the doctor. And he said, oh, I've had that mole my whole life. And I said, I don't care. I'm telling you it's cancerous. And I harassed him over and over. And by the end of the evening, I, I made him promise me he would go. I finally said, look, if it turns out not to be cancerous, I'll pay for the doctor visit. But I assure you, it is. I know what I'm talking about. And he went to the doctor and found out it was skin cancer. Um, and so he's now had it three different times. And at one point, they thought he was going to die. And now, next month, he will be five years cancer-free. So we've, we have weathered a lot of difficulty together but again i'm so glad he's here i i really appreciate you both sharing these stories because and again you know we're not just today talking about the gaining of it all yes absolutely there's been weight gain there's fat we love it of course but this is the real real right when we talk about relationships and supporting someone else we're talking about the big things that happen in life and it when it comes to finding a partner, you really are finding an ally, someone who is going to be in your corner when these things come around. And for you both, who have both separately experienced such major events, have been able to love on one another, support one another. And that's so beautiful to get to see, not only in your relationship, but manifesting in the growth and the life that you've built together, which is wonderful. Because as you say, you've been together for a good number of years now. I mean, you were together maybe, what, three or four years before you got married? Is that right? Um, let's see. Yeah. So yep. 2012 to 2016. We we would have gotten married a little bit sooner, but we had a crazy ex-roommate and I wasn't going to marry him. And so that crazy ex-roommate was gone. <laughs> and we'll keep that short. Um, and what? actually, just to kind of, I feel like we kind of made it to that progression. We actually got married. The He re-asked me to marry him the night we kicked that guy out of our house permanently I said yes and then we got married like two weeks later um we both had the flu we were I was out of work I had to go to a doctor uh I had just started a treatment so we had doctor's appointments doctor's appointment for his flu doctor's appointment for my treatment and we we're both sick we're both out of work we're like hey, you know what let's just go get our we, let's just go get married so we, so we went to our local courthouse um, we got the paperwork and the lady was like, oh yeah, you could just go across the street. There's a, there's a, a judge over there and, I'll, and he'll have a witness for you. And you can do it right there. So we got married on our sick day when we both had the flu. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was also married by a justice of the peace at a courthouse. So. <laughs> See, I don't know that I would ever get married, but then, you know, I, I think the concept, like I've, I've said this to you before, Tim, like you, you've said that you would consider getting married again at some point in the future oh no i'm absolutely gonna get remarried and i just don't know when you better believe if you think that i am a nightmare as a christmas faggot bitch you better be ready for like see this and and this is exactly why i told my mother i was like the reason why because she was like oh you know we were talking about it on a drive down to florida and um she was you know asking me if i plan to do it and i was like yeah absolutely but i was like ah but i want to to get it all out of the way and just tell you when to show up because I know that when you come along you are are you are a Scorpio she is a Leo this is not going to be a, a a you know match made in heaven when it comes to planning this is going to be a lion and a scorpion fighting over this little crab <laughs> Like who wants to get married to another scorpion so. <laughs> you're talking to somebody who has been invited to weddings and you can ask Jeremiah this is it happens every time I'm right in there as soon as I get there I'm fixing the cake I am fixing boutonnieres <laughs> I am helping helping set tables <laughs> he takes over every time <laughs> and I go find the snack tray and sit down in front of it <laughs> yeah basically 
like 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 a good fat boy should honestly <laughs> i mean you're, you're preaching to the choir here that's what i want to do i just want to sit down in front of the snacks and <laughs> yeah, your mother and i are accidentally going to make you into a fucking super chub by the time your wedding rolls around because we're constantly going to be trying to push you out of the way of your own wedding to go here sit down shut up i need a donut i need to fight this bitch for a minute yeah and, and then when it comes time for me to get fitted for the suit again they'll be like did you put on a lot of weight since the last time you were here yeah like my best friend <laughs> and my mother won't stop fighting and i can't process this without donuts god you know i will say that i i kept our wedding outfits and i would like to do a comparison or like a recreation of our of our of our pictures together see now that's cute for like a recommitment ceremony at like the 10 year anniversary or like the 20 15 20 that'd be really cute i like that well i could put the entire pair of pants on one leg <laughs> okay um, yeah we are gonna probably have to get a new shirt and some new pants but <laughs> There you we got go. all the rest of it. But I love that. So I mean, you guys got married like three, four years after being with each other. And if I can, if I can ask you, maybe again, look, touching on the more intimate, like, how did you know that you wanted to be with each other? I'm I'm really glad that I waited because previously I had been engaged to a lovely gentleman, uh, a muggle, a civilian, but. Um, I, I was really happy, and then as we got close to the date, I started getting cold feet, and I kept telling myself, it's just cold feet, I'll be okay, and we were like two weeks out from the date, and I had done no planning at all. I told him I would take care of everything, and I, I hadn't because I think deep down I knew that this was not going where I wanted it to go. There were little problems that were turning into moderately sized problems. And I was like, maybe this is bigger than I thought it was. These problems are bigger than I thought they were. And I finally called it off. And um, I, I was really upset, but I'm glad I did it. Looking back, I, it was the right move to make. Absolutely. He was a lovely person, but I don't think we were compatible long term with each other. So I'm very glad that I did not go through with things. And I we had only been dating at that point um, just under two years. I was much happier after knowing Patrick for four years at that time and officially dating after three. I felt like we had weathered a lot more also. And that's how you can really see how well people behave long-term, especially when things get tough. Um, because the first two years with my ex, things really weren't that bad. They started getting bad toward the end, but I mean, they were never awful. They just, there was a lot of stress and I don't think we handled it well together as a team. Um, I don't want to blame him or me, but it just, it wasn't working out the way it should. Um, and like I said, Patrick and I, we did amazingly well together with so many problems that we've had over the years. Um, and so I, when it came time for, the marriage uh i i knew he was definitely someone who could handle the difficulties and um the good and the bad and and we would be okay together long term i really did not want to be one of those people that gets married and divorced eight times that's not for me um i don't have enough money for alimony for that many men <laughs> Hey, I mean, I, I love the thought that at the very least in a gain of divorce, you know, like what money is in the settlement, like instead of like paying for a child, you're paying for like the food baby instead. It's like I have to every month pay like a couple, a couple hundred to sponsor the food bill. I'm suing oh. for custody of the deep fryer. <laughs> <laughs> we, do have, we do have three, refrig we have two, three refrigerators and one freestanding fridge. Well, well, okay. Awful. So there might be a little bit of a custody battle. Well, I was going to say, not not to speak divorce into it, but how, how are we doing the split? Have we had to think? Like three fridges and one tall standing? I mean, honestly, that's <laughs> I don't have to <laughs> God. My God, people. Between that and the puppies, it's going to be hard. Oh, listen. <laughs> so what he's saying is at this point, it doesn't matter. We can't get divorced. Nope. It's not an option. <laughs> I like that. You 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 force yourselves into a situation it's like with children, bugger the kids, fridges full of food. That'll that'll keep a, keep a couple together. It just it I just want means my that Xbox. We'll to... I can't divorce them because then I won't have the Xbox. <laughs> it just means that we'll have to bring in a third party. That way we can eat an arbitrator? No. no, no, I'm talking about somebody else we can love instead. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Like when when the divorce seems final, it's just like no, no, no you bring in a third person to be the mediator between, but the mediator, you know. Yep. Like, while while they're helping you counsel, they're like frying up a steak or something. Like everybody, calm down. Have a butter fried steak. It'll be fine. Have it. Have That's dinner. Great. That person will have to be a feeder and an encourager if it's going to work. <laughs> See, now these are narratives I want to hear more about. Like, as gainer couples evolve and we hear more about these narratives, how do we settle such disputes? How do we open ourselves up to these more, you know, typically cishet narratives of relationship with the gainer flavorings on top, right? I want to hear more about all of this. Do you know what? I want divorce court gainer style. Oh, God. I want that. Like, fat boys, like, squeezed into the booth, you know, like, complaining, but as they're wagging their fingers, they're actually, like, wagging, like, turkey legs at each other, like. Is this just because I showed you what American court television is like? Yes, ever since then, I've been obsessed, you know, I want the judge to have, like, a turkey leg gavel, like, silence in the courtroom, smack, 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 and it's like, the, the, the bailiff has, like, a chef's hat on, you know, and he's constantly, like, handing out snacks and hors d'oeuvres and shit. I will say, um, <laughs> one of the things I'm most proud of with Patrick uh, is that we don't argue. We, we of course, have disagreements about stuff. I really want this, and he really wants that. But we work through our differences very well. Um, I think we've only had one real argument, and it wasn't the sort where anybody was hitting or, or throwing things. It was just like, I'm very upset and I need to calm down, and we're going to talk about this later. And it was probably like 30 minutes later, I was ready to talk. And I don't think he was at the time. And I was like, okay, fine, but I'm ready to talk. I want to get this over with. I don't like staying mad, and I, I cool off quickly. But I I really love the fact that we don't argue about much at all. And um, so if anybody is like looking for unsolicited advice before getting married, I would say find somebody that you do not argue with very often at all that's that's definitely was, pleasant not fighting with him constantly about everything i would like to define though that we definitely have our tizzies every once in a while but it's more like it's more or less when we're both stressed mm. you know our nerves kind of go up a little bit and, you know you're kind of it's just it just happens and that's just being an adult but i can honestly say that on our counting with our fingers we've probably had what I would call drag out arguments once. And I would say tizzies that involved a lot more yelling before we had our teenager, maybe three. Right. And it was normally over something stupid that one of us started. <laughs> if, if you'd like an example for context, <clears throat> I always say to people, that's not an argument until you're standing out on your own front lawn at three o'clock in the morning, coked out of your gourd and screaming at your boyfriend for all of the neighbors to hear. That's an argument. We well, we <laughs> I don't think we've had any of those. <laughs> Our old next door neighbor, though, that was their favorite place. I was just like, Tim, is there a story you'd like to share with the listeners? No, that exact thing happened. I was out on my front lawn at three o'clock in the morning in the middle of winter, coked out of my gourd, screaming at my uh, day. Were we married? at the t I think we were married at the time. But that was a common occurrence. Like I used to like my next door neighbor would would like see me out and about taking the trash cans out or whatever. And she'd be like, are you and Jamie okay? Because we hear a lot of noise coming from your house late at night. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had next door neighbors like that at our old house i kid you not it was probably once a week they would be out at their in their driveway yelling and screaming and like all the neighbors would be out doing stuff just so they could listen <laughs> i mean i'm not even going to be ashamed about it i am that neighbor 100 i'm like i have rubbish to take out to the bins and while I'm here, I need to look at my lawn very intimately with my ear turned towards the curbside. I'm absolutely that person. I will not. You're getting way off topic. <laughs> but listen, we're talking about Valentine's Day, people. Valentine's. But, oh, yeah. this, but this is also, real talk, the conversation, right? We're talking about love and we're talking about real relationships and jokes about divorce but also the realities of relationships and fights and all of this are real elements that, again, I don't think people talk about in our community. We're often so focused on the fetish element. I need to find someone who's a gainer. I need to find someone who's a feeder. I need to find someone who understands me like this, that people will just forego. Do I even like this son of a bitch? Do I even like 
is there actually a relationship here or am I just so desperate to have this like fantasy that exists only in my brain about again a relationship that I will just sacrifice all logic and reason to find that person so to bring it back maybe to gaining for a second here like how do you balance for each of you individually here that sense of the fetish element the gaining specifics with what it means to be in a relationship does one take preference over the other do you have to negotiate which one takes precedence or did you find that as you came together the kind of way it all stacked up kind of just fell naturally into place I think with us, um, we didn't sit down and say, like, let's outline rights and responsibilities or anything. I, I think everything just kind of naturally fell into its place without having discussed it. And we just got into a groove and we're like, you know, one day we were talking, I'm like, I think this is the way it is. Uh, so, so just specifically for us, um, you know, Patrick considers himself a gainer and an encourager but he is more focused on encouraging and i think i'm kind of the opposite i i I like fat guys and i i enjoy occasional encouraging but it really doesn't normally excite me or or make me too happy i i'm more of the gainer side and so that works out really well for us i don't know how things would have gone if if we were in conflict with each other but it has worked out perfectly for us um that that i tend to be more interested in the gaining side and he tends to be more uh, more of an encourager um and and you know but he's he's put on some weight over the years too and that absolutely delights me uh does not bother me at all and if he puts on more weight that's just more to love you know i will say that from my side i think it was also kind of learn as you go because we kind of would figure out what like what he likes what he doesn't like what i like what i don't like um, not just by asking questions, but by just doing stuff I'm like, eh, that wasn't really my thing. Let's try something different. Or, you know, I think it was, he was talking about it being gradual, but I think it was gradual because we're always pretty open with that stuff to each other. And so we were able to kind of adapt and learn as we go about what he enjoys and what I enjoy. Um, like we, now that we have a kid, we've started doing date nights, which when you're an adult, that means going to go get groceries <laughs> and getting something to eat, you know? And so we'll go stock up at Sam's Club, you know, cause we've got <laughs> three refrigerators and a freezer um, and we'll go get fast food out, you know? And we'll, that'll be kind of like our date night, our gainery date night time. And then we'll come home and cuddle and do the other stuff and things like that, um, you know? So we try to do that fairly regularly. Um, and then also we try to, I'm somebody who just sometimes doesn't know how to turn off. <laughs> So I, sometimes Jeremiah has to kind of rein me back in and say, hey, um, I haven't been seeing you until bedtime. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of one of our things together is we try to spend a couple hours every evening just cuddling on the, on the, uh, in the bedroom, watching TV. And sometimes I'll be like, hey, do you want second dinner? You know, so. I mean, if I can probe a little here, how, how have you found being with each other as people in the community versus the way your relationships formed with civilians do you notice a great difference or not so much i i think there's very little difference with patrick in how he behaves around the civilians or the gainers in fact um <laughs> he very frequently forgets that he's around civilians it's happened several times <laughs> we are with friends especially friends who might happen to be bigger guys and he'll be like, oh, let me get a picture that'll look great on Grommer. And then the guy looks at his head kind of to his sideways, what's Grommer? And Patrick's like, oops, oh, oh. And then, of course, the cat's out of the bag. He's like, tell me what that is. And so we've had some awkward conversations with some of our civilian friends, who, by the way, all were interested. I was very surprised. And some of them are on Grommer now. <laughs> some of them are on Grommer. Uh, a couple of them tried it out, and it wasn't for them, but they were not judgmental people. So that was that was very interesting. Um, but 
you know, Patrick is not the sort to keep a secret. In fact, if you need to get some information out to the general public quickly, tell Patrick this is a, a deep, dark secret. Don't tell a soul. And in an hour, everybody <laughs> is not that bad. It okay? is that bad. I know. How to, I know. When it's really important to keep something to ourselves, I can do it. Okay. But but the point is just that like we have had this encounter a few times. Patrick treats everybody the same. All of our friends come over and he is pushing food right in front of them the moment they sit <laughs> oh. down. Here, baby, have some cookies. Would you like some extra roast beef? How about I get you another burger? Oh, I've already had three. Well, you need four. He does that stuff to everybody. He is he is such an encourager. I am a southern. I am a Southern person, okay? That's just how we do it in the South, okay? <laughs> so the takeaway is we need to go hang out with them. The, 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 the takeaway, the dine-in is we'll be, we'll be doing Thick Radio Live and uh, after the course of an hour, it's like, why is the broadcast stopped? It's just like a lot of heavy breathing. And it's like, so Patrick said us the meat. Now we're kind of half-conscious on the couch. I can't tell if my sugars are high or low, but Patrick's coming over with cookies and a shake, so we're going to find out. That is Patrick, yes. There is a reason why when we bought this house that we bought in March, one of the biggest selling features was actually the fact that we have an extra living room in the front that we've turned into our dining room with a 14-person table. It's great for entertainment, games and things like that, and plenty of room for snacks while we're playing games with friends. And it'll hold a lot of weight. See, speaking my language, talking. Now, this is also more conversations I'd like to have. Let's talk about, like, what does it look like when you have, like, a family home built for gaining? What does it look like when not just, oh, we're together and we're making it work, but what does it look like when, you know, we are established, we've invested in some really nice pieces of, like, reinforced suitable furniture that, you know, what? when our friends come over, maybe they're not thinking, gosh, everything looks reinforced or everything looks a bit whatever. It's like, no, no, this is like a proper home with fixings that are built for people who just happen to be of size and dimension. So what it looks like is lots of refrigerators. As Patrick told you, we have a a giant full-size 31 cubic foot refrigerator in the kitchen. And then we have another one that came with the house that we put in the garage. And then we have a full-size upright freezer in the garage. And then we have a small like let's call it an oversized dorm refrigerator for the bedroom i need to get a microwave for the bedroom by the way because i don't want to walk all the way to the kitchen at 3 a.m when i'm hungry but that's different anyway so so can i just ask are you going to be releasing like a gainer parody of like on the 12th day of christmas my husband gave to me three refrigerators four to do to do to five onion rings I have actually told Jeremiah a couple of times because we're we're those dads who can like come up with a parody of just about anything. And I keep telling him we need to do a a a CD of nothing but gainer related songs. See, I I, I want to do that. And I want to do the advert like hits of the 80s, but it's hits of the weighties. And so you can see oh the advert goodness. like as everything's rolling past and it gives you like three seconds of these classic songs. I want the advert to look like the old VHS tape where it's a little bit distorted gives you 90s vibe down i love it i, lo- I love it gives that away shit. a free phone with the, the purchase but you know like that old-timey landline black yeah, solid phone cool. yeah 100 so i mean centering in a little bit on the fact that it is valentine's day today um what are y'all's opinion on valentine's day do you celebrate it do you not is it a hoax is it a, I, I, I like Valentine's Day and I absolutely love having someone to celebrate Valentine's Day with. And Patrick is an absolute sweetie pie. Like he, I remember the, the first time I met him on Valentine's Day, like, like shortly after we had just like been very casually dating, he had the balloons card. and teddy bears and an oversized three foot by two foot Valentine's Day card. It was ginormous. He misspelled my name so bad it had a G in my name. I don't know how he got a G in Jeremiah, but it was really adorable. And it was the gayest thing I've ever seen. It, was, it read Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, I I fully thought you meant like like guh, like Jeremiah, like like judge. No, it was like 
J-A-R-A-M-I-G-A-H. And I'm like, how the hell? hell? It was awful, dude. How the hell hell did you get a G in the middle of my name? I'm used to people misspelling my name, but never that bad. But it it was really cute anyway. (laughs) Um, And and he is always like that. Um, He he flowers around the house. He'll bring and put in. I mean, he... He is a very sweet person. We also normally do. Oh, sorry. We also normally do Valentine's Day early, especially if we want to go out because nobody wants to deal with those crowds. Um, let's see. I think it was was it last year or the year before last year when we got the hotel. It was two years ago. Yeah. Two but, years. So sometimes you know, especially having having a teenager at home, you don't get a whole lot of privacy. Um, and so we did one year get a a nice hotel nearby like an hour and a half away or something um just for the weekend so that we could have some fun i also love swimming because that's easy for fat guys and so i was like find a hotel with a big indoor heated pool and a garden tub and a big garden tub in the bedroom so we we found that and that was very nice and of course in february the prices were very low so that was that was nice as well um i will say it is, it is sometimes difficult to have a lot of alone time when you have a teenager because they have like a sixth sense about them. If they know that you want privacy, they'll make sure you don't get it. They'll come every three minutes and ask a stupid question. And I'm like, we both know that you know the answer. What are you doing? I said I wanted to go lay down into the bedroom early. We're going to watch some TV and cuddle. And he's like, um, can I have dinner? yes you can have dinner you know these kinds of silly questions um but it's worth it and and most days we like having a teenager (laughs) you you know you know kids is an acronym right kids keep interrupting during sex (laughs) (laughs) i have not heard that (laughs) you'll be taking it to the bank early uh, i think this means we need to invite you back for an episode to talk about like what it means to be gainers raising kids because i feel oh, like God. again this is such a conversation that we <laughs> end up having so many people on the pod who you know, are young and are just out there living life and i think that's wonderful but also what does it mean to be a gainer when you have big commitments that you have to mitigate uh potentially people who you were trying to not let know about certain things that are happening, right? So well, I should note that our teenager is 18 now. So he is an adult, but even when he wasn't, again, Patrick's not good at keeping secrets. He he figured out that Patrick likes bigger guys. Um, and, and that was okay. I think that's really about as much as we told him. I was like, look, dude, it's a preference. You might like people with blonde hair more than black, perhaps, you know, or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, not that that's an absolute deal breaker, but, you know, you, you might enjoy people who are a little bigger or people who might be a little more muscular or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, some people have a penchant for taller guys or maybe shorter guys. And Patrick's penchant happens to be portly gentleman <laughs> there we go. And, and that was that was a good enough explanation he's like oh okay that's cute um and that was really sufficient so i guess you might have to tailor the answer for the age group the maturity and that sort of stuff but he he was totally accepting of that answer um now we don't like i mean patrick when we're eating dinner for instance patrick might bring me another plate and just say here here's some here's some seconds he doesn't say like rip your fucking shirt off so I can shove this down your throat, big boy. He doesn't say anything like that. Actually, it's called rephrasing. It's called Jeremiah. You need to take off your shirt so you don't get sauce on it. Well, <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> so so my, my point is just that, you know, it, it can be a little bit restrictive with certain activities or you might have to do them later in the evening when you can go to bed if you want to be fed by your husband while naked or something. But um it doesn't stop those things it just maybe you just have to retie them just as any normal couple might have to do things a little bit differently you can't have sex on the couch at three in the afternoon if you have children at home whether you're a gainer couple or not right Mm -hmm. um but it's interesting because a number of people have asked me like what's it like having kids well i mean it's just like any other couple having kids some days are absolute wonderful delights and some days you're like 
am I losing my goddamn mind? <laughs> we've we've had some of those days. Um, some days I'm like, do I regret going through all of these adoption classes and the the difficulty and the expense? And then some days I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And I'm sure that if you asked any well-seasoned parent, they're going to say the same thing. They've had good days and they've had bad days and they've had really awful days and they've had wonderful, fantastic days. But when you adopt, especially older teenagers, they come with some baggage sometimes and, you know, you, you can't really help what has happened to the kid before you knew them. So we're working through some stuff and occasionally um, I'll get text messages from other gainer friends or encourager friends and and they'll be like hey let's let's chat right now i'm like i can't i have to do adult stuff you know that's kind of text speak for i have to deal with the teenager we're having a problem last night he had a meltdown and just started crying and i'm like okay come and sit let me hold you we'll talk tell me what's wrong and i'm happy to do that like that's my job but you have to be accommodated to those things. You can't be like, nope, uh, I want to go out to dinner right now because we had planned to do that. And I was like, well, I guess it's going to wait. And Patrick, you know, is getting stuff ready and I'm coddling the teenager. Um, But we worked it out and after a little while, everything's okay. Um, So I guess it's the same as any other parent. You you have to put the kids first. You really do. And Mm -hmm. if you're not prepared to do those things, then maybe parenthood isn't for you or at least not right now babysit someone else's kids that way you can send them back when you're done if if you need some kids in your life but you don't want to give up everything you know there you go so for the second part in our series about uh brazing children we'll call it uh (laughs) we'll we'll invite you guys back next season We'll, we'll have a conversation um but I, I, I think this is great. You know, the, these are real topics that I think more people need to hear about, especially as far as it comes to, as we keep coming back to, balancing gaining with the realities of relationships, with the realities of life. Um, so if I can ask your opinion on this, like, how do you feel the community handles the more intimate romantic aspects of gaining and feedism? Do you feel like there's a lot of opportunity for that? Or do you feel like it's kind of overladen with just sex, sex, sex and nothing else? My opinion is that we've both been, I think we've both been on Grummer since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I do feel like there's been a lot of the sex, sex, sex part. But for the people who are lo- who have been on there a long time, you can tell they've been on there a long time because a lot of them are in relationships, like actual relationships and have created actual friends and have created a life around gating or with gating. And then there's those newer members who are just in it for the fun and don't really haven't made it to that concept yet. So I think it's a good, I personally think that it's all about perspective. As in other words, for me, I do think that the, the amount of couples that I've seen lately has grown a lot, a lot of good, happy couples. Um, but, you know, of course, there's always going to be those noobs who are new to the scene or haven't been on there very long who just create message after message or post after post saying let's meet up and get fat you know when they have no idea what the heck they're doing so i i'm kind of like right in the middle like i think it's i think it's a good balance but there are definitely times where i'm like okay um you know i get sometimes i get messages of like oh let's meet up and have sex right now i'm like um i'm married i'm okay with being a little open but you can't just flat out say that you know we have to get to know each other we have to be friends if somebody wants to do that stuff, I'm like, okay, you can talk to me. You can talk to my husband and get to know both of us. And then we'll kind of see how it goes after that. But, you know, it's kind of just, we like to take it slow and get to know people. Personally, I've, I've seen, I guess I should say, I feel that a lot of people do fit into just one or two cat- categories. There's, there's not really an in-between. Um, there are a lot of them that are interested in sex or one night stands and then there's a smaller handful of, of people who are looking for long-term relationships, whether romantic or not. I've got a number of friends that I've known since the very beginning of Grammar or even the beefy frat days. Um, and they are absolute wonderful people. When I've had trouble, I can call them and vice versa. Let's let's chat. I'm having a bad day and I just need someone to, to talk to and to vent my troubles to. 
some very wonderful people. Some of them have have come across the country to visit a time or two, and that's absolutely delightful. Um, not too long ago, we moved uh, across the country, and um, I'm a little disappointed that that there are fewer people in that category in this area than there were in our previous area. Um, basically, there's a, a younger crowd here who's more interested in um, one night stands or or that sort of stuff. Uh, the, a lot of the guys beg me, please, 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 let's get together. Let me feed you. And then when I finally say, okay, when do you want to get together? They they ghost me or they block me. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't actually want to get together. Why have you begged me for so damn long? Um, that's happened a lot. There are not many guys who actually want to hang out in this area. There are a few that I've known for a long time, but since we've moved here, I've only made one more friend that I haven't known for a long time. And so we've only known like three or four gainers in the area, um, which is disappointing because like I said, previously we would have, a, we would host a Grom off and have 15, 20, I think one time 22 people or something. It was a lot of people. We've not had that experience here and I'm a little disappointed, but it is what it is. Um, but you know, like I said, they, they, they seem to fit into just two categories. There's not a gray area in between. For I can agree reason. with that. Sounds like Cleveland. <laughs> Welcome to my world. That's what I put up with all the time. Again, I think these conversations are important because they really do touch on, yes, we're talking about Valentine's Day, but we're also talking about, again, these realities of being adults in the world where it's not just what does it mean to be gainers who have sex? Like, what does it mean to be gainers who have sustained relationships? What do those lives look like? And children are a part of those lives. Gainer friendships and other gainer couples, much like every other type of relationship that there is, it's all a part of the lives that we lead. So as we come near to the end of this episode, I want to ask for the pair of you, like, as today is Valentine's Day, our listenership of the gainers, what is like just a piece of advice you want to put out there to people who, you know, either they're looking to start dating potentially within the community, or maybe they're people who have tried and maybe they're spinning their wheels a little bit. What's a piece of advice you'd like to give to the listeners? So I've had a number of people tell me they really want somebody maybe it's an encourager who wants a gainer or a gainer who wants an encourager or something but they're like i can't find anybody and they give up really quickly um it it took me a very long time i'm not sure exactly when i was ready to start dating because i i joined beefy frat like right out of high school and i was not ready to date immediately but i mean between that time and when when i found patrick it was fully 10 years um it will take a bit of time, but things you can do to speed that up are to make yourself available. If there's a Grom off, go to it. Um, and you have to be willing to drive. I've had some guys be like, oh, I really want to hang out, but you're 30 minutes away. I'm not going that far. 30 minutes is nothing if you're looking for somebody either to be a friend or possibly a romantic interest. And I think it also works better if you go into it trying to make a friendship and if things happen to develop later that's great but i think if you try to start a relationship right off the bat i think those more often than not don't turn out well that's just my experience but um you know a couple of things there so you have to make yourself available go out and, and get out of your comfort zone meet people be willing to drive a little further um just saying that you're gay means you've eliminated a great population of the country, unfortunately, that's not gay. They're not looking for a date with you. So that cuts down 90% of the people right there. And then saying that you like fat guys, well, that's a very slim portion of gay people too. So if you're not willing to get out of your community, you're never going to find somebody. You're just going to have to do it. Um, I have driven eight hours to hang out with guys and we had a great time. And we're still friends 20 years later. And, um, you know, th these people are absolutely there, but you have to look for them and you have to be willing to work for it and you have to be willing to put something into it. Call them up every now and then, even if they're across the country, I call my friends and let's just chat and, and regularly check in with them. How's your life going? What, what is good in your life? What is bad? Let's build a solid friendship. That's a key foundation to a good relationship. And 
maybe you'll get lucky and things will move to the next step with one of those gentlemen if you're willing to do that sort of stuff. For me, if we've got the time, um, for me, it's we are more than just gaming. Whenever, and that's something that still drives me nuts to this day, is I've actually got a couple of friends who only want to talk about gaining when they talk to me. And I'm like, but I'm more than just a, an, a gainer and encourager. So when Jeremiah and I talked, I didn't just, we didn't just talk about gaining. We talked about life. We talked about what was stressing us out. We talked about our day. And yes, we would talk about gaining in between that stuff, but you have to be willing to meet the person, get to know their personality, but also tie that stuff in there too. So, that, you know, you, you know that they're actually interested, but you also have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Don't just sit behind the screen and ask for something if you're not going to do anything about it. Like I said, anytime we had a grown off, I went to it. I might've been tired. I might've had a really long day at a civil war reenactment, but I still showed up and went because I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to find somebody in the community and I put forth the effort to do so. I did not flake. And if I did ever flake, it, they, that person had a very long reason as to why I did it. And they always tried to reschedule. So, you know, be more than, we're, we are more than just gainers. We have lives. I mean, Tim, what about you? Do you have any advice for people in the community who are looking to make connections on this Valentine's day? Just the same thing that uh, I've been saying, and it, and it echoes what both uh, Jeremiah and Patrick have been saying. You have to take some chances. Like you, you can't get anywhere if you don't step out of your front door. And I know that a lot of people are struggling, especially right now with the state of the world and the chaos in politics and the chaos in society, that people are very overwhelmed and they feel very lost and directionless and like, the only thing that they can think of is to hide out in their house until the trouble passes. But like, that's unfortunately not a realistic way to live. You you can't hide away. Like, you've got to be able to take chances, leave your home, meet people. Everyone has social awkward tendencies. Everybody, even the most confident person, has them. It's it's a matter of you can't let them rule you. And as someone who used to let them rule me. And why I was a wallflower for so many years. Like when I finally managed to come out of my shell, I realized I was like, oh my God, I've wasted all this time, all this time. I could have been doing all this stuff and I didn't do it because I was holding myself back. So I encourage people to take chances. And yeah, I know all that mental stuff is going to be weighing on you, but you, you try to keep in the back of your mind that people are, are less judgmental than you think they are. And most people are willing to have a civil, happy, lighthearted conversation. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be something super deep. And it maybe if you don't know the subject that you like, you can always change it. Like, I'm just saying, take a chance because you don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. My honest advice is breathe. It's not that big a deal. The majority of people in our community will end up dating people who are civilians. And that's actually okay, I think. I think it's wonderful when you do get to share that relationship with another gainer, with another fetus. But a sustainable relationship comes down to the people. I think that's ultimately the takeaway from the, what we've learned about the pair of you today. The gaining is hot, it's wonderful, it's great. But there's so much that clearly leads to the foundation of your relationship that has nothing to do with gaining. It's a lovely coincidence, and it's a great way to meet someone. But what has sustained you has nothing to do with gaining. It's everything to do with who you are as people, the love that you have given each other, and the willingness to show up for another person. And ultimately, that's the same thing for relationships. It's the same thing for friendships. It's the same thing for any connection. It's giving a damn and taking a breath and remembering that all of this is fine. It's okay. It doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to be the end of the story. There is more out there than what we give ourselves credit, and much like I think we've come back to today, it's all about just taking a chance. So listen, I want to thank the pair of you for giving us a chance to get to know you both today. I think this has been really wonderful on this Valentine's Day. Have you both got some kind of special gainer Valentine's Day meal planned? Undoubtedly we will, but not at this moment. <laughs> 
we kind of put it off. So we'll figure something out. You'll figure something out. Fair enough. Well, listen, thank you both again so much for being with us here today. Now, where can our listeners find each of you online? Uh, I am on Grommer as a user Superjare. And um, that's really the main place that, that you can find me. That's where I am. Patrick runs um, an account for me, but he takes care of all of that. And to be perfectly honest, I don't even remember the username, so he can share that information. Um, so technically we, but I could say me. Um, so I am Feed My Man 500 on Grommer. Twitter, Blue Sky, and Instagram. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, that's a wrap for now here on this special episode of Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. Now, if you liked this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, please share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and Blue Sky at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Thick Radio or at our website, podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. If you want to submit a voice note or become a financial supporter of the show, you can find the links in the show notes. And you can also write to us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Anchor app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Nuss. Next time, Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Body by Trade.